Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Nebuchadnezzar becoming like a wild animal from the book of Daniel, chapter 4. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. My name is Brett Hinkey, and I'm drinking Heaven's Door Tennessee Bourbon. My name it's is good. Jeremy Spittle, and I'm drinking Old Busthead's Oatmeal Stout. Mm. It's amazing. Doesn't have a name for it, though? Um, is there a name for it? Or is it I think just, it's just Oatmeal Stout. Oatmeal Stout. Just right. called Oatmeal Stout? That doesn't sound right, given all their other names. OBH oatmeal stout. <laughs> no, all right, let's go with that. I mean, they're not giving us any money for this, so that's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You just gave them free advertising. We recorded there once. We did. That doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Brent. Small fry. <laughs> Henderson. <laughs> I gotta find some music to play behind that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm drinking a Yingling <laughs> traditional lager. And it was funny because on the group thread, group chat or whatever yeah. that we all have going, uh, you texted something at one point, and my wife's like, Ed, Big Daddy Johnson. Because <laughs> huh? that's why I put you in my phone. Oh, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Big Daddy. Okay. All right. My name is Ed Big Daddy Johnson. And I'm now drinking a fine Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> Miller Lite. Nice. Hey, hey. What else are you drinking? Well, I've had some of the OBH oatmeal stout. Yeah. What's and it I've, called? OBH oatmeal stout. Oh, okay. That's I thought there was a name. For it. I thought they had stout. like a name for it or something. No, nobody thinks that. <laughs> Whose idea is that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I feel like this is when Josh tells a story and he starts retelling the parts. <laughs> yes, we heard, we've heard that part already. Isn't there a freaking bottle somewhere you can look at to get the name off of it? No, I, I, it's in a growler. Oh, oh but didn't they growler. label it? Yeah, they put a label oatmeal. on it. It says oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, when you retell the stories, it's very Jewish, cyclical. You would know that if you knew about the ancient Greeks. <laughs> the stories are cyclical. you just make shit up because you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost a direct quote from a show that you said. <laughs> don't be putting, don't be putting your racism when on we me, did, dog. When we did Genesis two and three. You're like, you guys, you don't understand. This is classic Jewish literature. It's cyclical. You'll always be quoting stuff, dog. It's the ancient Near me. East. <laughs> I do not consent to you quoting me. Huh? It's all fun and games when he quotes a movie, but when he starts quoting you, yeah. Oh man, Eric's, but Eric's I, what I was getting at. I is also you... also had mm. some good Reverend good Reverend kombucha <laughs> with some uh, mix it with what did I mix it with? Heaven's Door Tennessee Heaven's Door. Bourbon. Yeah. Heaven's Door Tennessee Bourbon. What flavor did you have? The OMG. 
No, I did the winter solstice. Oh, yeah. How is that? It's seasonal. It's seasonal. It's delicious. Have some too. Does it? Does it taste I'm like? Does it have like potpourri in it or something? Yeah, seasonal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow! It's I think it's pronounced potpourri. Yeah. Potpourri. Oh, it says on the bottle here, brewed with potpourri. Does it really? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're so easy, Brett. You're so easy, dog. <laughs> Just because I was holding the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm. my name is Eric, and I have had one bottle of. Good Reverend OMG, orange mm. mango goodness. Oh my! And uh, gosh, now I'm working on a cherry vanilla kombucha. I'm telling, I'm retelling a story tonight. <laughs> a, couple yeah, of months, <laughs> a couple of months ago, yeah, I tried to tell the story of Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, mm. was this a couple months ago? Probably. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a couple. Months I felt like it was like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> but that, that episode uh, was the second time I've gotten too drunk to <laughs> really tell a good story. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I remember, and I don't know if it happened, but I remember that I was going to lead with. Uh, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, and I'll tell you how I beca- became the Cow King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> <laughs> the Cow King. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Nobody nobody could see Brett rolling his head like that. Yeah. <laughs> like he does, with, like, what like he does right at now. the end when yeah. he rings the doorbell and he goes, <laughs> so everybody listening can just picture it. Yeah, picture. yeah. everybody knows the every, all six the Will people Smith listening. Role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, all six people listening. Everybody knows yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. Right. Everybody's um, seen the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Cow King Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> <laughs> forever shall be known. That's the only thing I remember. Was that a spoiler alert? Uh, probably, but uh, I, a little bit. But it's also how he starts the story. He's like, let me. Like Nebuchadnezzar has a Fresh Prince vibe to it. He's like, "Hey guys, let me tell you something. Like, what? Like, I'm glad you're all here." He's like on a stage. It's Who's like telling uh, the story. Nebuchadnezzar. Tells the story? He's telling the story. He's Daniel, telling his story. Daniel chapter four. Yeah, it's like he's ah, on a okay. stage at an open mic night, and he's like, "Hey everybody, I'm glad you're here. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> what up?" And everybody's like, <laughs> "You never." Snaps. Oh, you can't snap. You gotta oh, give. Again. Gotta give snaps. Oh, wait, you It's a lick his fingers. I hope you washed those hands before you slathered them in your saliva. You didn't know that's what they do. It op- they they snap for people. It's like a uh, like poetry slam. Poetry slam. Yeah. Yeah. You're like Nebuchadnezzar, the A N E. Oh yeah. I, I, it I doesn't have... matter to me. Can you dig it, cat? Prince William County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I tried to tell the story, Eric wears before, a Eric wears a little turtleneck. He wears a turtleneck, <laughs> and he gets up there, and he's got a beret on. I have done some. Uh, and he's like, I just came from the box. <laughs> <laughs> I've done and then some he, spoken word before. Some spoken word. And then stuff. he does a little like uh, like Stewie on the Family Guy when he did uh, Rocket Man. Did you ever see that? No, oh yeah, <laughs> spoken word Rocket Man. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> Um, I packed my bags last night. Yeah. Pre-flight. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I thought Stewie was here. Good. Well, I, last time and I And I think this, it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> well, I don't know if Stewie touchdown brain's been around. I was... Back to fine. 
<laughs> Who's going to be the what happened next guy? Brett's the one interrupting. That's a good point. <laughs> well, I don't care. So it's what happened first? Uh, well, yeah. let me t- let me, let me run this. All right. Nice. There we go. So when I told this story, when I was telling the story before, when I got too drunk for it to make any sense, and also apparently I was very belligerent and uh, wouldn't let anybody else get a word in edgewise, is what y'all told me. <laughs> Since then, I've had some uh, pretty significant changes in my life, and I wanted to share a little bit because I. F- Which step are you on? I'm not on any step. It's not a. It is a type of recovery, but it's not a anonymous one. Um, but I realized when I was rereading the story that people read read the Nebuchadnezzar story, and it actually has a legitimate, like, categorized mental illness uh psychological disorder in it oh really yeah it does and like what's it called uh when you think you're an animal oh spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> but i was thinking about it well it was, yeah tell us later well yeah but it yeah. was it was uh <laughs> it was kind of meaningful to me as i was thinking about it and realized it is because i've been recently diagnosed with a with a mental illness that has required a medical leave of absence from my job i was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and ptsd hmm. back in uh the fall and have been <clears throat> out of work for the last 10 weeks and trying to get things straight i used to i was talking to my so i'm on meds to try to balance out my brain my psychiatrist said there's three parts to mental illness there's the context part where you have to understand what's happening around you, what's happening inside of you with your thoughts and emotions in order to make sense of how you're feeling and what you're wrestling with. And she says usually that comes through therapy, you know, somebody to talk to, somebody to help you think through how you're feeling and what's happening around you and somebody to tell you the truth of what's happening because oftentimes with – anxiety and depression it becomes this kind of insular uh echo chamber in your brain and you can't stop it and uh so having somebody to kind of interfere with that thinking is important and she said the second part is the medical part of it which is the uh the chemicals in your brain you have neurotransmitters in there that have to do with your mental health serotonin dopamine neuroepinephrine and uh, serotonin is what helps you calm down. Dopamine is what helps you feel good. Yeah, uh, that's dope. Dope. I mean, <laughs> oftentimes people is that where that dopamine. comes from? Dope. I don't know. <laughs> that's a really good question. I mean, you have your computer open. You could research it. <laughs> research if dope came from dopamine or the drug. Brett just had an epiphany. <laughs> is it dopamine because it's like a medical term, but or is it dope because of the drug? The drug may yeah, but I think the drug the dopamine the drug well, got people, named dope because <clears throat> of its effect on dopamine dopamine it's possible, and then for me for me there was a third aspect uh, of the post traumatic stress disorder where my body had learned and my brain had learned to react to certain stimulus with a fight or flight reaction and it was getting to the point where. I didn't feel safe. Um, people would ask me if I was thinking about hurting myself, and the way I would explain it would be that I don't, I don't want to die, but I don't want to feel this way any, anymore. 
And there's a point you get to when you're when you're when you don't have anybody to help you, and even when you're being helped sometimes and working through all this, where in that echo chamber, all you can think about is that if I if you died, it would be you could get out of it. Like that would stop it. That would stop the chaos. That would stop the anxiety. And um, and that's how I felt. That's why I went and got help because I didn't feel safe. And that was kind of my code language for it with my wife. So I wasn't saying to her that I want to die. I want to. I want to. I want to kill myself. I don't feel safe, babe. I need help. And um, and I got it. I found a good therapist. I don't like him, but he's a good therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you don't and, have to like him. I know. Why That's what I told why don't you like him? Well, I, I mean, I hope he never finds this podcast. Because he makes you do work. I'm not going to name his No, 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 no. Not, that's not it. My first meeting with him, <clears throat> we're, doing te- we're doing telehealth. My first meeting with him. Yeah, sure. He ate his, uh, he ate, he was eating his lunch through the whole therapy Give him session. Give water or something. No, Ooh. you got your, you're getting no, your kombucha. Chair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, my therapist is good, and but he ate during our whole first session. No, I, he, he was eating his yeah, lunch. he was eating his lunch the whole time. The her- <laughs> therapist is helping me with the perspective. Um, my psychiatrist uh, tried a few different things, and I've found a combination of medicines that is helping my serotonin and dopamine and, and neuroepinephrine get right. And uh, and then with the PTSD, really what's happened with that is being removed from the, the source of it has allowed me to kind of rethink it over and over and over again. I mean, even talking to you guys right now is a part of the process of normalizing what I was going through. Not that it was okay or, or that it was something that I want to do again, but, you know, it helps me not have the panic reaction every time I talk about it. So one of the things that I realized through this whole process, too, is that I was self-medicating with alcohol. And uh, me being on here and getting blackout drunk was probably symptomatic of that, to be honest with you guys. Hmm. And uh, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't drinking that much on a regular, but I was drinking enough in the evenings to kind of... I would get drunk and then just coast and realized I was doing that to avoid dealing with uh, what's been going on in my life. And it was counterproductive to my counterproductive to my recovery. So about a month ago, my doc said, you got to stop. And we got rid of all the alcohol in the house. And she didn't tell me I have to be completely sober. But, uh, you know, I've had a couple low-key beers at like we had a fire pit and I had a couple beers and then I was at a Christmas party and we had a couple beers, but I'm not getting drunk anymore. And uh, you know, when I came back around to the story, it really made me think about what I've gone through and that it's timely. So Nebuchadnezzar, uh, sorry to get heavy on you guys, but I wanted to share that with everybody. I appreciate I you sharing. Like Thank you. Being honest, I know there are some people that listen to this and maybe it'll help somebody. Yeah, um, I'm in I, therapy too. So. Yeah, I've gone to therapy too. I well, actually got a funny story about my therapist. Oh yeah, what was it? What was it? So it when when you said I hate my therapist, <laughs> I didn't say I hate him. I don't like him. Oh, you don't. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not currently going. But so I went. Um, I had. I had like. Uh, I was kind of angry. I, I don't know if depression was the right word, but I wasn't happy with my business when I used to own my biz- own business and stuff. And I remember going to uh, uh, the therapist and. Um, he was like, like we were talking about like when the last time I got really angry, particularly with my spouse, and it was when I was painting something, 
and uh, I was talking about how you know I painted it and I put the tape down. And it was nice and tight, but then I pulled the tape up and then the paint peeled. Ugh, the and worst. I was talking about how angry, like I got really. This is the last time I got really, really angry. And then his response was, "Well, did you use primer?" <laughs> 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 and it was so great because I expected him to help me with like, "Why are you so angry?" And his point was basically like. You didn't use primer. You didn't do it right. So what are you mad about? It was pretty funny. <laughs> and I was, I was like getting actually mad when I'm talking to him because, you know, he what? I didn't use any primer. He was not wrong. I didn't use the primer. He, he wasn't funny. being metaphorical. No, <laughs> the he metaphorical was, primer. He was literally like, you didn't use primer, so the paint peels. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that's funny. pretty good. Uh, well, you know, it was a little bit of foreshadowing, but. The story of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 4 actually does have like a medically diagnosable um, mental illness, a psychological disorder. So spoiler, it does. Spoiler alert. No, just foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, All right. So he, we're at open so, mic night. Yeah, right? open mic night. Open Nebuchadnezzar's mic night. like, hey, guys, let me tell you. Like, welcome. This is a story all about how. My, <laughs> we did. So he's telling everybody. He says, listen, I need to tell you about this God that is amazing. I've mm-hmm. experienced miracles and this god is above other gods i don't know exactly i don't know exactly his verbiage i didn't memorize it but he generally is telling everybody like listen i need you to hear this and what happened to me and so uh nebuchadnezzar says this is this is my story of how my life got turned upside down and uh yeah. he just wanted to take a moment yeah sit right there yeah and uh, he'll tell you how he became the cow king. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> so he's having the, he's having. I don't dreams. remember that part. That's no, a pretty yeah, sweet yeah, rhyme. It's it's like it a is. slant rhyme. Um, he's so he's, he's like, let me tell you this story. So he's having dr- a dream. He's having a dream. Yeah. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar's like, I, is it the one where I'm your teeth having, fall out of your face? Oh, uh, I hate that that's one. Death. Yeah. Oh, have you ever had the one where you can't run fast enough, and so you're like clawing at the ground oh, with your yeah, hands yeah, and trying yeah. to run? Oh, really? What about I the one had. where you uh, <laughs> or you you're trying to, to like punch, and it's oh. like everything is that like you can't punch quickly and stuff? Oh, that's oh. the worst. You know I've had yeah, where you, you can't run fast. The same, yeah. yeah. Well, I've never similar. had the punch. Like the punch is slow. Yeah, you, you, you're oh. trying to punch as hard as you can, but it's like. You've had that one too. Oh, yeah. really? I've never mm-hmm. had that. You guys are all on some kind of. What weird about the wave falling? Like collect- you keep falling over and over again. You ever had that one? Nah, not over and over. Again. Yeah, not over. You and fall over. once I've, and then you wake up. I've had the dream <laughs> where I can fly. I've had the dream where you can like sometimes fly, but then sometimes not. Well, the, you want to hear the last dream I had? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm you, I don't oh, here we go. No, I don't normally remember them. Everybody dreams, so I don't remember them. But that's good. It's it, <laughs> we were at a, we were on the river somewhere. You know, I live up by the Shenandoah River. Was there a waterfall? No, 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 no. Just the river, and my family was there. Shenandoah. And, uh, I like to feel waterfalls. Me and a bunch of other that. people. Me and a bunch other a bunch of other people were trying to get a gator out of the the river. We had caught a gator. It's a dream, Ed. Stop looking at me oh, like I'm oh, stupid. So I didn't realize dream. it was a dream. I did. I said I didn't clearly, and we, did, we even did the. Doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. I thought this was. Have you caught a gator before? No, 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 no. I thought you were pulling no, like a John no, no. Deere gator out of the no. river, like an alligator. I'm, I'm like, wait, you, there's gators in the Shenandoah, Virginia. What are we talking about? The Shenandoah. All right, what happens next? You're from. It's okay. You're originally from North Carolina, though, right? Did you? No, I am from Virginia Beach. 
My mom is from North Carolina. Oh, okay. Seven. I was oh, born and seven. raised in the seven five seven. Represent the one, the two, three, four, five. Is that, is that the, <laughs> <laughs> no. the two, three, four, five, six? Two, three, four, five, six. Yes. Isn't that the zip code for Virginia Beach? Two, three, four, six, four. Oh, it's oh, one of them. Six, Virginia Beach has got several zip codes. Do you yeah. remember what yours was? Two, three, four, five, four. Yeah, mine was <gasps> two, three, four, six, four. Uh, <laughs> but I worked Be- at two, three, four, five, one. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, Virginia Beach is yeah. so big, yeah. man. It is yeah. a large area. It's huge. It's a large area. Anyways, in this dream, oh, I had and you're wrestling a gator. No, all of yeah, a sudden we the Shenandoah is in Florida. Yeah, and then uh, no, it just was. It was we were just there. or Florida's in the Shenandoah. Ooh. Yeah, it's right. a dream. Yeah, it's true. And I said it. We live by the river. That's probably what I was dreaming about. The Shenandoah Glades. I live. <laughs> well, the gator got loose. Okay. I started running up, doing the gator run up the. Sorry. The, the gators, the, the gators yeah, yeah. with the short legs and, and arms, but they're fast. They're yeah. fast as, Not in the Shenandoahs because it's colder and they're cold. No, no, it's fast. It's slow down. Summer, and there's mountains. Summertime. It was summer. It was mountains. It was summer summertime. Down. Sob. Summertime. Okay. <laughs> summer of. Anyways, Sam. my brother was standing there, and the alligator ran up to my brother and chomped his head. <gasps> Off? Well, I went. He grabbed his head, and I went to get the... The gator off, like I grabbed the jaws uh, of the gator, and, and you the pulled gator, your brother's head off. No, the oh. gator rolled and pulled his head off. Oh, <laughs> they do <laughs> roll. I don't mean to laugh. That's horrible. He rolled on. What? They roll in the water. Is, it was a dream, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, you would know this if you knew anything about the ancient Near East. <laughs> Anyways, I woke up and remember this dream. I told my wife, she was like, you need to call your brother and see if he's okay. So I called my brother and I was like, hey, I dreamed oh, you died okay. last night. Oh, he was okay. like, no way, what happened? I told him what happened. He was like, well, I'm at the beach. He was getting ready to run at the beach. <gasps> what? And I was like, stay away from the water, dog. There might what, be some of the saltwater, yeah. saltwater alligators. Virginia Florida? Beach. Virginia Beach. No, Virginia Beach. <laughs> Is Virginia yeah. Beach in Florida? Or? <laughs> it's well known for its gators. It's the Virginia Beach Glades. And the swamp. The, the Virginia swamp. Beach gators on the ocean? And the dismal swamp. There oh, have been gators, though. That's, no? that's for true. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a dismal place, man. Yeah. It runs down into Carolina. I think that gator's in it in Carolina. It's where so. Mount Doom is located. The Dismal Swamp? Yeah. So dismal what happens swamp. next? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my dream. All right. Nebuchadnezzar's dream was nothing like mine. So he's trying to give an explanation to the people, right? Of He's like, this is why this God is so great. So he has his dream, and he calls all his, uh, his magicians and his enchanters. But hang on. I, I do have a serious question. Is yeah, he yeah. talking about the God of the Jews? Yeah, he's talking about the God okay. of the Jews. I, don't, I didn't look at what... Uh, Yahweh. Not necessarily. <laughs> Yeshua. No, that's Jesus. Yeah. Adonai. Not, Adonai. Is, well, that's a... Yeah, it could be. Elohim. Is real. Jehovah's fake. That's a fake name. Okay. Um, anyways. Not in Life of Brian when they stone that lady when she <laughs> says Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is talking about... Uh, you gotta, so for con- a little Jeez, bit of context... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was a really badass Babylonian king. Like Nebi. took yeah, Nebi. The Babylonians um, are. I mean, they, they were, were a big tough. deal back then. And they had to. Yeah. They had to. They They're had to fight off the towers. Assyrians. They had to fight off the Assyrians, and the Assyrians were brutal. 
The Assyrians were brutal. They dominated everybody. They were extremely violent. And the Babylonian Empire preceded them. And Nebuchadnezzar was a king. Great military guy. Uh, Also a ship in the Matrix. Mm. Uh, Wow. Did that mean something in the Matrix? It definitely had. Everything in the Matrix means something. Um, So So what what happens next? (laughs) Well, the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel... Yeah, the northern tribes had already fallen by the time we get to Nebuchadnezzar, but Judah held on for a while. Yeah, the south southernmost nation of Israel. Well, they and, were uh, they were separate tribes. for a bit, right? Well, they had everybody had their own everybody had their own spaces except there was uh, well, Judah's just one of the tribes. Judah's one of the tribes. Yeah, yeah, but they all had yeah. their own space, whatever, all their their own lands. But the northern lands were together. Judah had separated itself, yeah. so they had a king of Israel, and then they have mm-hmm. king of Judah. Anyways, yeah. Nebuchadnezzar is the one that took Judah. Anyways, so he's a he's a big deal and. The ancient world. He actually built uh, in Babylon, which is modern day Iraq, is where mm. Babylon would have been. Uh, there's a there's a uh, the gate of Ishtar, which was the god of fertility or love, is a big gate that they've found that he built. The the uh, hanging gardens of Babylon Ooh. is another wonder, uh, ancient wonder, ancient wonder, yeah. And uh, he built that for his wife, and. Mm. So Nebuchadnezzar was a, a pretty big deal back then. Anyway, so for him to say, listen, let me tell you about this, the most high God, right? He would have been, he would have believed in multiple gods and there were the gods of Babylon and he he was saying, let me tell you about the most high one. So he had, a, we talked about he had the dream and he was calling all his magicians and enchanters and diviners, everybody that was supposed to be able to interpret his dream and they couldn't do it. So he called for... Um, he called for one of those little Jewish boys that he had brought into his court and raised up through different trials and tribulations, uh, had proven that the Most High God, what the God of Israel, was uh, stronger than the other gods through the furnace episode. But even though Daniel wasn't in the furnace, that mm-hmm. was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego. Yeah. Uh, Daniel was thrown Gesundheit. into the lion's den for praying to the Most High God and the lion's there was an angel shut the lion's mouth, and when he came out, Nebuchadnezzar was like, "Oh my God!" Literally, there was an uh, angel that shut the, the yeah, lion's, lion's mouth. mouth. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not like, the story, but O M G. Yeah, for literally, yeah. he was like, "Oh, uh, oh my God!" Orange, <clears throat> my God! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my most high God! So he's so he's these things have happened, and you've seen them, and they happen uh, in the first few chapters of Daniel. So he's like, "Let me tell you guys about this." So his guys couldn't interpret the dream; they were like. Sorry, dude. And uh, flying, I know what that means, but what you just said, no what? idea. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. If you tell me your yeah. teeth fall out, King, let me know. I got that one. <laughs> that means yeah, you're, right. you're, yeah. you're afraid of death. Um, so he calls one of the young Jewish boys, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar and Belteshazzar. He had a really nice belt. Um, yeah. How do you keep your pants up? Belt. That's a... Belt? <laughs> Is that a joke? That's a vine. That's a vine. <laughs> okay. It's a little, little Uzi vert. And okay. there's a guy that interviews him and says, how do you keep your pants up? He says, belt. Uh, if you were hip, if you were hip oh. to the to the internet's memes. How do you keep your pants up? Belt. My hips. Oh, they don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> They bring all the boys That's to the, the house? No, the milkshake. That's oh. your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, bro. Yard. Sorry. I mean, it's a good try. 
Yeah. Um, I did try. Goodness. No, I like it. I said that to my girls. I think it was just this morning, actually. (laughs) 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 Wait, what did you say? She was something like, all the boys came over, or why were all the boys over there? And I was like, it was because of my milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) How did that go over? They were like, gross, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got Daniel. Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar, yeah. And he distinguishes. He says he says in there, so I brought Daniel to me, uh, also known as Belteshazzar, which is named after one of our gods, is what he says. Uh-huh. Um, so he's like, hey, Daniel, what up, bro? I had a dream, and I need you to help me with it. So Daniel's like, all right, all right, all right give it to me, give it to me. Tell me the dream. So Nebuchadnezzar has this dream where there's this huge tree. Like, it's a really big fruit-bearing tree. That all of the animals and all of the peoples, all of the nations can come under this tree. But it had and, a large uh, trunk. There's a lot of junk in the trunk. and uh, A lot of branches, too. Yeah, if everybody yeah. can get under it. Yeah. He was a lot hanging. of fruit. Yeah. Fruit. A lot of foliage. Yeah. He was hanging, he was hanging some pretty dense fruit. Uh, a lot of cellulose. Berries. Twigs and berries. Twigs. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So then he says, this messenger from heaven showed up, right? Is what he says. He's like this. In mess- the dream. In the dream. A, in the dream, a messenger comes down and says, like listen, an angel. Uh, this tree can take care of everybody, but we're gonna, I'm, the most high is going to bind its roots with iron chains. I think it was iron chains mm. for seven uh, spans of time. How many chains? Uh, two chains, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, another story with two chains! <laughs> wow, <laughs> two chains! He's all over um, the A and E, man. <laughs> and the angel says he was for in seven. jail with Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll be seven seasons or seven spans of time. Seven spans of time. Um, then that's it's, it's you, and you're going to be Nebuchadnezzar. You're going to be cast out from your vil- from your t- from your people. For seven for periods. seven seasons, oh, okay. mm-hmm. and he'll he'll walk like an animal. I don't I don't think the messenger says it directly to Nebuchadnezzar, but the messenger says it. Right, he'll be like an animal in the fields. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar's like, so Daniel, what does it mean? I don't know how Nebuchadnezzar would sound. Try, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. That's I, pretty good. He's he's so a Daniel, powerful king. What does this mean? I feel yeah, like he's he'd a powerful be a king. Yeah. yeah. So he's like Daniel. Oh, I was gonna make him gruff too. What does this mean? Yeah, I like that sound. Yeah. Daniel, what does this mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe he sends like one of the BFGs, though. Like one of the giants in BFG. Like, Big I, friendly giants. I only ate beans. I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> I only ate beans. There are more than one giant in BFG. Yeah. I thought it was just well, there one was, BFG. There's only one BFG. Big, yeah, there's That's only the one, one big friendly the giant. Others. The other ones okay. eat beans. And BFG's not Human. as big as the other giants. Uh, Human beans. <laughs> I thought they would sound like Jack Cassidy. Who's that? Uh, he's like an old-timey television star. <laughs> How does Jack Cassidy sound? I'm Jack Cassidy! Oh. I, bur- okay. I burned to death because I didn't put my cigarette out in my chair, and it caught fire, and I died. <laughs> Is that so, how he died? Jack Cassidy! Yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. So he would be like, I'm Nebuchadnezzar! Oh, there we go. Daniel, yeah. come here and explain this dream to me! And how does Daniel yeah, sound? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like Mario. No, I think, no. I think Daniel sounds like Brett. 
<laughs> yep. This, Daniel sounds like very. Yes, King, I can interpret this dream for you. What if it was okay. Keanu Reeves? What if he sound like Keanu Reeves? Whoa. Well, uh, yeah, King, I can explain the dream to you. Yes. What if he? This what is- if he was Keanu Reeves in the movie Point Break? Hello, King. I can explain. Does that? What's, no, he was. That was Bill and Ted's Excellent like, Adventure. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, he was more I, serious than that one. Man, I, I was can decipher dreams. <laughs> yes, there it is. There I it was is. going Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's basically the same character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but his voice in Bill and Ted, except like, he's not Johnny Utah. King Nebuchadnezzar, I can decipher dreams. That's pretty. That's, Man, a that's really, really good. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty strong. So, All right, who uh, can do? Uh, who yeah, can do Bill good. then? <laughs> Does anybody do a Bill impression? Whoa, Nebuchadnezzar! <laughs> <laughs> That's a righteous dream. Wild stallions! <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. This guy does an Alex Winter impression. Who's Nobody that? does that. That's who uh, Bill is. <laughs> That's the character. <laughs> <laughs> who is <that>? Alex <laughs> Winter's the actor. Oh, I don't know. Who knows the oh. Bill and Ted? Who I knows that too? Who knows that's it's Bill? Keanu Reeves and the other yeah, guy. Yeah, the other guy. It's Alex Winter. <laughs> He's never acted in anything else except for <coughs> the Bill and Ted's no. last adventure. What else was he in? I don't know what he's in, but that guy what, knows. Was he in Fast Times? Brett knows. He was in that Lost Boys. Hunt? Oh, Lost Boys. That's one of my, oh, that's my right. very first scary movies. Yeah, Lost Boys is silly. That's a great movie. It's it so good. So so far in the story, we've gotten Whatever, a dream. Dude. All right, to get, let me, I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. Okay. <laughs> what's the, what's, what's the, <laughs> I'll bring it Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar calls Daniel to interpret his dream, and Daniel says, I can do this. <clears throat> Thanks, Josh. <clears throat> so Nebuchadnezzar had told him the dream. And Daniel was like, this is what it means. You are you are the tree. Babylon is the tree. God has blessed you and given you and you're a bless you can be a blessing to all the nations and you have all the resources. I this is not word for word, but this is this you can be this tree. Mm-hmm. But you've with the and Daniel says, but you will the change represent you being bound for seven season and becoming mm. like an animal in the field. You'll live What's, in the field. You'll be chased out of town. How long is the season? Like an ox. I don't know. Like seven seasons, I'm guessing, would be almost two years, right? In our seasons. Four seasons? Yeah. But it, I don't know what the seasons were in the ancient area, so I'm not sure. But you mean like the hotel chain? Four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they could How have a How long have you been season? holding on to that? <laughs> Just came to me. It could have been the harvest season and the planting season. So it could have been two, like two seasons, or it could I don't know. But for a it while, could have been three seven and, and a half years. Yeah, I know. Seven. Yeah, so that would be. Although seven is like. Does it really mean seven, or does it just mean a bunch of seasons? Well, it's a significant oh. number in the ancient Near East, right? It it, it signifies seven seasons. <laughs> there it is. There it is. What? Yeah. What do you do? Annie. Uh, Annie. Yeah, you said. Did I say? Near- did I just say it? In Annie. <laughs> yes. Man, it's just become second. It's a second significant number in the ancient in the Near East. Annie, yeah, seven <laughs> is. Uh, if you look at angel numbers, that's not Annie. That's modern times. But in the ancient Near East, for the Jewish people, seven represented like a. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna ch- chime every time I do it? You got a chime ready every time I, I say know. it. Every time you say what? 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 Annie. What? What's it? Ancient Near East. <laughs> <laughs> it signifies completion. And Daniel says you're gonna be, you're gonna be chased out of town. 
away from the people and you're going to live like a wild animal in the field, like an ox. You're going to be like an ox in the fields for mm. a significant amount of time. And Daniel's that really seems, That seems it. like that can't happen. That's crazy. Well, you know, but there is an actual psychological disorder called, let me make sure I get it right, because it's actually kind of funny uh, sounding. Psychological no, disorder. Yeah, psychological disorder called bonethropy. <laughs> bonethropy. <laughs> What? Bum, 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 You're making bum, that up. No. B-O-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y. It's a psychotherapy? Bonetherapy. Boanthropy is a psychological disorder in which a human believes themselves to be bovine. Really? It That's is, crazy. It is in the... Uh, wow. Belteshazzar is like, King, I really wish this was about somebody else, but this is going to be you. Oh, and man. Nebuchadnezzar says... Daniel, it's okay. Like Belteshazzar, like don't get upset. They were boys. Uh, we're homies. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You're not in trouble. Like wait, everything's wait. gonna be. If all they right. were, if they were so tight, why did he call all of his magicians and everything first? Well, because it's ceremonial. Probably, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. Do you think maybe they looked down on the Jews and they're like, let's, they let's did, but see the king, everybody they, else sure but they did. them? But the king, the king did not. At this point, the king was partial to Daniel. He raised him to a very high position in the lands. And did he interpret Um, another dream before this? Maybe. Yeah, he did back in the A and E. Back in the day. (laughs) Anyways, so the king. So then it jumps forward. It's like a year later, and the king's standing on like a rooftop or something, and he's looking out over his his city, his nation. He's like, "Look at what I've done. Hmm. Like, look what I've accomplished. Look how much." Very prideful. I have done. And wait, wait. How does he sound? Uh, look at how much I've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my city. I built this. Built is that this city? There you go. That's oh, good. No. Oh. Uh, Belteshazzar was was not around at this point, but the king in the story says, I, you know, he was looking over what he had done, and he was very proud of it. And all of a sudden. He was struck down and With became like an ox, and he was chased. Bone therapy. Yeah, bone therapy. He was chased out of the town and lived in the fields. It says that his hair grew long, uh, like feathers of an eagle. That his uh, Wait, his nails grew his long, hair like claws. Grew like the feathers of an eagle. Yeah, it was probably beautiful. They couldn't. They there. couldn't come up with something that actually had hair. Uh, it was feathery hair. I mean, that's in the ancient Near East. Like, they had feathery like hair. Like the mane of a horse. So it was like Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett. He had Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens next? <laughs> so, so he's got. He has nails grow real long. I'm imagining him like an animal in the field, buck naked. Yeah. Like, but the question is, do you think he walked around? On hands and knees, or on like all fours, like you know, the oh, like feet and hands, feet and hands, like the horse ladies. You seen the horse ladies that run? People that pretend they're horses, they pretend they're horses, and they run around uh, on their hands lady? and feet. Yeah, that's there's a lady that's, that's like a horse. That's problematic. You're, it's way, really way, crazy. Way, she way, can way. straight, she can straight gallop and jump over stuff. Look it up. I'm dead serious. Horse this is lady. what I'm imagining him do, but like a cow. But he like takes this. He probably eats naked. Just takes his shit in the fields. Must be nicest. That would be great. Dick hanging out, swanging around. Horse. Maybe just sticking straight out. Could be. <laughs> but we already got. That's her. That's it. That's King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, no. <laughs> I need you to use that clip. What are we. And the no, description. This no. is a person. Look at her run. It's amazing. That's, that's a human being. 
Does she have a disorder a that makes her do that? Or she just likes to do that? She just likes to do it, man. Bone therapy, dog. Oh, shoot! Dog's getting her! <laughs> <laughs> this is... Look at this. Woo! <laughs> Onto her hands! Oh, that's, that's impressive. That's like parkour stuff, man. Is she just is she just really good? Is it like a thing where she's just good at this and she doesn't normally do that, or is she like really always walking? I like this? think she identifies as a horse. I think I I read something about it. Well, how does she put her shoes and her pants on every morning? She got different outfits on. I'm not sure about all this. <laughs> what this, do you mean? This makes Ed uncomfortable. I'm just not sure. Like, <laughs> look at this. Oh yeah, onto the hands. It really took her a long time to get good at this. Whoa. Like jumping to her hands. It's incredible. So what happens next? All right, so yeah. what happens next is Nebuchadnezzar's in the field. Hard stop. Taking a shit. Just shitting <laughs> wherever half an hour. I feel There's cat pink pies. For watching that? I feel I feel like we were in like one of those German like Dadaist movies where it's just like <laughs> what the heck so just happened? It's in like black like, and white. Eyes are like taped open. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like black and white, and there's a clown somehow. Something orange, orange, something orange was yeah. there. It makes Clockwork? no sense. Clockwork orange. Clockwork orange. Oh, I don't know. Taping her eyes open or something. Anyways, so that's what he's like out in the field. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm he was like sleep full over on, this like a cow. I don't know if it was full on like an ox. And then one day, all of a sudden, his sanity returns. Just like that. Just like that. He says just out of he says it like all of a sudden it just my sanity returned to me. I stood up and do you went think, back into the city and and uh, do you think he stood up and he was like, what the f- just <laughs> happened? <laughs> yeah, probably. like he was out of it. Yeah, he probably. Yeah. I don't know. He was like, my hair is. Super long. My <laughs> nails are super long. He tossed it in the wind. He was like, man. Yeah, it was all he's, feathery. He's like, yeah, do I have an eagle on my head? <laughs> <laughs> so feathery. Long nails. Yeah. Got his nails manicured. But when his sanity returned, he went in and, and told everybody. He was like, listen, this is the most high God is giving us all this. And I want you guys to be blessed by it. And, uh, you know, praise is the most high God. So, so, so did God... Make him like an ox? Yeah, he said. He says literally in the story, he's like, God is sovereign over all things, all nations, all peoples. And literally, he actually says, like, people people mean nothing. People are nothing compared to, to God. And uh, that he made me like this and, and then brought me back and, and not in so many words, but said, this is, who can who can question him? Like, he's so much greater than we are, and who can question him? And that's a lot of how chapter four, it. I know, that's how chapter four ends with him saying, we all are nothing. Like, look at how big I was. I am. My nation is. And I was made to be a wild, like a wild animal. So who took over while he was? It doesn't outside. say in that story. It doesn't say in that story. I don't think. Y'all might know better than I did. I don't like super memorize it, but. <laughs> I didn't even read it. <laughs> I did this I time. Barely, I, barely, I didn't super memorize it. I skipped over it. I'm trusting you that this is in the Bible. It's pretty close. Daniel chapter four. It's there. <laughs> oh, it's there. come on! It's definitely <laughs> there. I'm just kidding. So that's <laughs> that's the uh, that's the story of uh, mm. of Nebuchadnezzar and Belteshazzar. Take three, two, two. This is only number two. Oh.
That was not foreshadowing. Better than number two. (laughs) And I, uh, unless it was a really good number two. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping to get from these two bottles of kombucha. I hope it's nice and smooth and enjoy. Smooth move, man. That's what we do. I thought it was a little weird that it was like you're a tree, and then you're bound up. I expected like, all right. So if you hear Daniel's going to go in and tell prophecy, and he tells a prophecy, or he's going to. Interpret a dream. dream, yeah. Yeah. And the dream was that you were a tree, and then you're bound up by chains. Did you think, oh, the natural progression of the story is that he'll act like an ox and eat grass? I'm pretty sure the messenger said it himself. Like, I don't... Who's the messenger? The messenger in the dream. Uh, okay. So he read, he has this dream, uh, and in so, the dream there's a messenger. So why did he need Daniel if there's a messenger... Literally deciphering the dream in the dream. Look. And also, why does he... I feel like there's this pattern of, I've got a dream. Let's go to the other wise men. They can't do it, so then we'll call in Belteshazzar. Because he did that earlier with a different dream. The one with the statue and all the different metals and right and yeah. the different nations that would take over yeah. the other nations. Yeah. So I was I was a little bit off on what happens. Okay. Oh boy. Um, but I was close. He said from the he top, that, boys. No, the holy one. The <laughs> so what, holy, no, so no, what no, happens? No, no, next? The holy one came down. <laughs> take we can three. Read the Bible. He proclaimed aloud and said, "Thus, chop the tree down and lop off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and birds from its branches, but leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze." Amid the tender grass of the field, let him be wet. Talking about the the stump, let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his mind be changed from a man's, and let a beast's mind be given to him, and let seven periods of time pass over him. And that's what the messenger says. Yeah, he just said it about the stump. So oh, okay. that's mm. why Daniel's like, "This is you. You're the tree. You get cut down and sent out in the wilderness to be like an ox." And I'm sorry. I feel bad. That's the rest of the story. Oh, and now you know. Now you know the rest. So you know what what comes to to my mind. I no. don't. It's from I like don't. a from a political standpoint. Mm. Okay. No, I'm not going political. Get ready to cut all this. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm reading a book called On the Human Condition <laughs> by Saint Basil the Great. Yeah, oh, that's old. That's old. That's yeah. real old. That's Basil. <laughs> okay. St. Basil It's the also the name of the great mouse detective. He was Basil. <laughs> that was Basil. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought Basil was an herb. Basil okay. is a name. It can also, Spools. Basil can also be a name, dude. No. Do you know anyone Same. named Basil? Probably. We could Google it. I don't think you could. Kanye West named his daughter what? Listen. North? Northeast? We found a woman Northwest? who gallops like a horse. We can find a guy <laughs> named Basil. <laughs> we can't do this. All right. St. Basil the Great. We can't. St. Basil says... What basil, whatever. <laughs> I think it's probably basil. Yeah. Basil. I mean, oh. it's 300 AD, so it probably wasn't even pronounced either of those. But it's, it, They're all long. It's basile. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's talking about, like, the, the, the human nature, understanding, you know, humanity and our relationship to God and... and, and through through the creation account of Genesis, primarily Genesis one, and he says that the different elements, like when it says and and man is to rule over the fish, 
and the beasts and the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the beasts of the land, the birds of the air, that he claims that those were all symbolic of of the different like uh, like different passions and stuff like that, mm. and that man is is meant to rule not only you know the the again fish beasts and birds but be able to to control ourselves to rule our passions and he goes he, he goes on to, to say that like a man who's ruled by the passion of lust and bound by prostitution should never be called into public office mm. and I don't know as you as you were saying that that's that's what I don't know that it necessarily like really translates but that's what was was going through my mind as you're as you're talking about this because here's this great ruler who in some degree seems that he was filled with hubris mm-hmm. even though it sounds like he he still had a you know a soft heart for Daniel probably wasn't you know as bad a guy as kings could be you know but was filled with some some form of hubris that that he didn't have control over you know, and, it, and it eventually ruled that ruled him. Right, I like that. Yeah. I think the I think Daniel benefited him, and I think the Most High God benefited him, and that's probably why he that's a good took the tact that he. T- I, I mean, I don't know, but that makes sense to me, right? If he's so, that full, if he's that proud, I mean, he's willing to say whatever he's got to say as long as it's good for him. You know what I mean? If it's a good thing Daniel said, you're going to go crazy, but you'll come back, right? Your sanity will be restored after. The seven seasons, but he, he's he's retelling uh, Nebuchadnezzar is retelling the story after all this stuff happened. Is what the that is what is presented in Daniel. So, do you think he got it until it actually happened? I don't know. What do you mean he got? Like, it until did it Nebuchadnezzar did, understand until? Yeah, it did, happened did he did he believe what Daniel said? Oh, like he did. He said, "Oh man, I'm gonna something's gonna happen to me for a period of seven right. seasons." Oh, Daniel just said, "I'm gonna go roam with the ox." Like with with Job, whenever he tells the people, they like repented, they changed. So you're saying like maybe he didn't change? You mean Jonah? Jonah. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Jonah. Okay. Jonah. Yeah. And there was a town. Right? Did did he? Nineveh. Nineveh. Did he believe what Daniel said? You're so biblical, man. Mm-hmm. It's just A and E. So he's he, basically he's retelling it. So maybe he just did not get it until it, it actually happened. Yeah, it has the sense, especially at the end. It has a sense of like a lesson learned. And right. I'll be really honest with you. It sure seems like something a Jewish person would have wrote to. Affirm their, but he wasn't Jewish. I know, but this, did Nebuchadnezzar didn't write the Book of Daniel? Some Jewish person did. Mm. Probably after the way it's written to me, it seems like it was probably written after the exile. When I mean, it would have had to be written after the exile because uh, all the pen and papers were stolen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they they come back and rebuild the temple. So I'm reading, this is one article, it says there's no record of seven-month or seven-year hiatus in the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, nor any indication the king was insane for any period of time. Some scholars suggest the writer of Daniel, which may not have been Daniel, confused Nebuchadnezzar with 
Nabonidus, the last king of Babylon, who spent about 10 years outside the city of Babylon. Well, the writer This probably, period yeah. is described as a self-imposed exile by Nabonidus. Yeah. I don't... You got to remember, most of the stuff was written down... Israel kept an oral history for a real long time, and most of the stuff was written down way later. But like, this, these would have been stories they told till somebody was able to write it down. Yeah. So th- what they're saying is, like... Whoever this it. might have happened, not explained in the same right. way, and he's getting, got the wrong king. And then it says, um, so in the the verse account of Nabonidus, which I think is uh, some sort of like historical document, reports Nabonidus's protective deity became hostile to him. Mm. I mean, it fits, and we know that the the writers of the scriptures present stuff from. <laughs> different perspectives that seem that do contradict right it was like the end of david's reign when he took a census uh one of the one of the accounts in kings i think it was kings one of the accountant and kings says that the spirit of the lord prompted him to take a census and the other count maybe chronicles i might be mixing up but the other count had an evil spirit tempted daniel or not daniel david to take a census of the people so the other thing that you look at that is one of those was written before the exile when David was a hero, so the Spirit of the Lord would have led him to do it. One of them was written after the exile when David was partially to blame for the exile because he didn't do what God wanted him to do, and an evil spirit made him do it. <clears throat> so it makes sense that somebody who wrote Daniel wrote this to – well, they would have done it to affirm their, their belief. And, but, yeah, but there's like historical context to it. If if we take the story at face value and we say that uh, Nebuchadnezzar had the dream, Daniel interpreted it, Nebuchadnezzar wandered for seven seasons, whatever. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. summing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we take it at face value, I don't think he he really understood who God was before he was wandering around with the yeah. the the bulls and the goats and the yeah. whatever. And I think that that happens if I'm applying it to my own life, to a lot of us. Sure. Where we go through something and then after we're through it, we can look back at it and we can go, Oh, Oh, you know what? I think I was supposed to learn something here. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very normal, it's a human experience. Yeah. That you learn something after the fact. And it's biblical. Pride comes before the fall. It's reiterating a whole lot of right. ideas that we have of faith. I think it's the idea that we are nothing, that God is in control of everything. Sovereign for them would have meant, you know, in control of everything. Like when they say the word sovereign, our theological idea of it, that comes, I think, from the enlightenment that takes that word and makes it all controlling their idea of sovereignty was like a king who was sovereign over nation. And that king did not determine everything that happened in every little village in his nation, but he was still the sovereign, the final decision maker, the one that set the trajectory for the nation's identity. And then the other idea there, right, was the kings would put statues themselves in these little villages all throughout their nation to remind the people that he was sovereign, which... I think from a biblical perspective is what we're supposed to be made in the image of the divine to point to his rule over all things. But that was their context. You know what I mean? I think in our context, 
their context was of a, a dominant king, a king that dominated. Whose context? And the ancient Near East context. <laughs> <laughs> the Jewish people, the Babylonians, right? Their king would have the king would have been do- all dominant. You were too late. The moment I was, you oh, knew yeah, I was going to say that, right? I wasn't ready. <laughs> you asked too early. <laughs> Whose context was it? <laughs> it was the ancient Near East context. Uh, Annie. <laughs> but I think so. The so that's their context. So of course they're going to say this. You're nothing compared to the king of all things. Yeah. And the most dominant king of his era, right, says we are all nothing compared to the, to the God of Israel, to the to the Most High God is what he calls him. I think in our context, we look at it, and, and people say, "Well, we away we everything happens for a reason." You know, um, there's a there's always a lesson to be learned through what yeah. we go through. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. We always we regularly hear talk about how these things under turn promise over deliver. <laughs> <laughs> That's good sales, dog. That's good always sales be technique. closing. Yeah. Yeah. ABC. <laughs> ABC and the A and E. ABC and the A and E. What's my name? Well, we t- we say it now. God is in control. It's a. They are platitudes now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The God is in control. Platitude is a little. Yeah. Well, I think it's a part of the what's, problem. Of, what's a platitude? Sorry. No, it's okay. A platitude is like a a nice saying that makes you feel good, but it doesn't really mean anything. Like a cliche or something. Yeah. A well, cliches. Saying. I think cliches would tend to be more like a broad sweeping generalization. Is a cliche something that's, mm-hmm. but it is similar. Yeah, it doesn't mean much. It's something that is cliche now, right? It meant something, but now it doesn't mean much. But the like platitude, what's an example of a cliche? Um, that's so cliche. That's so cliche. All um, platitudes are cliches, but not all clichés cliches are platitudes. platitudes. All platitudes are cliches, but not is that all where cliches we are? are platitudes. That's a logical argument. Uh, a platitude would be an example of a platitude is God is in control of an example of something that's so cliche is hipsters. Mm. Brett, you're you should be able to relate to this. <laughs> I should be able to relate to yeah. hipsters. Brett's yeah. a hipster. Totally. It's so cliche. Yeah. Those glasses, the the thick rim glasses, yeah, high true. top brown leather boots. What are you trying to yeah. say? You're bald, so it doesn't count. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got to have hair to be a hipster, dude. All right. You got to be able to... You do? Yeah, you got to be able to gel it up. I think you just had to have uh, facial hair to be a hipster. Because you got to make a little, like... The twisty mustache. Yeah, you see somebody with a handlebar mustache twisted at the end. You're like, that's so cliche, man. Like, it was cool, but now it's not, right? It meant something, and now it doesn't. So who's to say when it's cool? Uh... Uh, mm, that's pop. I don't know pop culture, but back then, who said it was cool was the king. Right. You ain't cool unless right. you pee your pants. Full and there circle. was a time when it was Adam Sandler. Uh, you ain't cool if you if you don't pee your pants. <laughs> so what you're saying is my <laughs> argument is a platitude. I'm your argument is a platitude. Yeah. No, maybe cliche. Learning a lesson. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Before you gotta go, you gotta what do I think? Nine. Yeah. What do you think about this story? Yeah. I'll wait. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was I you know what thought, Adam um, says. there is a there is a pattern of like our God is the God, which right. is unique, right. right, for the for the A and E, the ancient Near East. And they never said the, in the ancient Near East they never said the only God. Our God is the is the most high. Do you think they referred to themselves as the ancient Near East? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They were they were the mo- they were the current Near East. <laughs> the current the CNE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what all right, what what's your takeaway? So all right, so my my takeaway is um 
You're right. It might not be that our God is God, but more of a, like, like our God is the most powerful God, and that's what the story reflects. So, like, if you think about the, the Exodus from Egypt, there's a corollary to all the different plagues had to do with, like, Egyptian gods. And mm-hmm. so, and then, so God was making a point that I'm more powerful than all of your gods, Egypt. Right. And then here there's this where it's Nebuchadnezzar, and even Daniel's name for one of their gods, Belteshazzar. Yeah. And so this is another in a series of kind of stories about, like, our God is most powerful than the other nation's right. gods. And because anything happens is because of our God, not right. your gods. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. So what's your takeaway? It was just that. Just just a unique <laughs> observation about the, about the uh, story. How do you apply the story to your the life? Scene-y. Um, well, I think that for my life, I think it would be, um, there's a lesson about the hubris of the king, right? Of, of crediting himself for everything. Um, and looking out over this and saying, oh, aren't I pretty awesome for what I've done? Yeah. Basically, that's basically your whole philosophy of your life, Brett. That's my life? Yeah. How look awesome, I, look, look how what I've awesome done. I am. Okay. All right. Look how great capitalism is. <laughs> <laughs> Big, cor- if, if big I, corporations are not killing small town America. I don't know, whatever article you posted last. <laughs> you posted something, something like that. Okay. If I um if I was actually really successful in our capitalism, you think I'd be sitting here with you? Guys? Oh. <laughs> well, what did everybody else learn? I would yeah. like to hear like a a Jewish. Mm. Perspective, mm. you know. I think that Christians botch the Jewish scriptures because we think that it has to do with us. We think that that the the scriptures are this flat text where every word means exactly what we think that it means, and I, I don't think that's the case. Every time that I've listened to a really, really profound Jewish teacher, you know, a rabbi or theologian that's really studied the scriptures, the, the, the Torah or the, the, whatever you call the, you know, the prop, the law and the prophets. And the thing that I walk away with every single time is that, that didn't mean anything like what I thought it meant. Sure. Yeah, that's usually so much yeah. more to, there's yeah. so much more yeah. to it than yeah. what we understand. For Almost sure. all of yeah. popular Christianity whitewashes the Mm. Old Testament. I'm with you. We need to get a hold of the Midrash, dude. Yeah, we need a rabbi on here. So I'm going to, I'm going to share because I need to get to the restroom. Yeah. So I'm going to connect this a little differently. As usual. The, um, (laughs) what I appreciate is that the king had these dream, Mm -hmm. this dream, and didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. And so he sought help. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want to connect back to how you opened us up tonight mm. and how you were having an experience and maybe didn't quite understand it mm-hmm. and sought help. That's for sure. <laughs> and just kind of the the um, the recognition that we don't have to have it all figured out mm-hmm. and we're not expected to have it all figured out mm-hmm. and that if Nebuchadnezzar, everything that he had accomplished, was willing to seek help mm-hmm. and counsel, um, then will be it from us to not seek counsel. Oh yeah, dude, that's awesome. And yeah. I think the other piece of that, I um, resonated with something you said earlier about 
not necessarily wanting to take your life, but not wanting to be in this experience anymore and resonating with that sense. And if anyone has that experience, that that's a signal yeah. <laughs> that something somewhere is not, not jiving. Right. And if you don't get help, something's going to crack. Sure. And so thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, man. I think and, um, yeah. No, that's super Because I know, I know situations where folks didn't seek help. Sure. And they did crack. I think a lot of people yeah. do. Yeah. So it's we, really easy to get lost. What's interesting about what you said was uh, Nebuchadnezzar asked all his, his usual peeps, you know, right. hey, what does this mean? And then he sought help from somebody outside who, who didn't really have the same belief system he did. Right. Mm-hmm. And different worldview. And and that's that's good. That's progressive. But at the same time, he still didn't get it, I think, until after he actually experienced it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't until after the seven seasons was over that, that he was like, oh, now I get what Daniel was saying. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a process, for sure. Yeah. May, maybe I'm just talking in platitudes. <laughs> <laughs> so cliche. <laughs> I think that's great, Ed. And I think it's no, a very yeah. human perspective. Yeah. And I think you can, I think it's no matter what, which is what I always try to gun for, right? If it, if it can't apply to everybody, mm-hmm. if it can't apply to everybody, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't apply. Like we're twisting it. If we can't, if everybody can't grab a hold of it and find something meaningful out of it, then you're just mm-hmm. making something up to make yourself feel good and the people mm-hmm. around to feel good. So the fact that you could, what you just said could apply to anybody. Yeah who's wrestling and doesn't know and needs to seek help and just feels lost. Um, I think so many people feel lost. Thanks for bringing it around to that. Yeah. Well, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was super solid. Well, you know, you hear it all the time. I went to the doctor with my sons, which is a rarity for me, uh, to be able to have those opportunities. I've had a lot of opportunities as my kids have started calling me, uh, I'll say, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, you have to, you're a stay at home dad now. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm going back to work. And they're like, yeah, but you're not yet, so you're a stay-at-home dad. So I got, so I got had doctor duty with my sons, and um, you know they're teenagers, so they screen them for anxiety and depression. And both of my sons had indicators of anxiety and depression. And the doc said to me, he said, "Listen, I, you know, we're going to keep an eye on this. I don't think it's anything to worry about." But he said, right now, everybody, everybody's dealing with some sense of insecurity, uncertainty, yeah. and uh, COVID has driven everybody to some extent to feel lost in, in one way or another. So Which um, date, date of, of this recording just for posterity's mm-hmm. sake. Oh, December, December 7th, 7th, 2021, December 7th, 2021. So what you're talking about, the majority of my clients, that's where we start. Yeah. How you feeling with coaching and yeah. yeah like your, with anxiety and depression or, or just, um, so maybe not clinically diagnosed, right? Right. But just kind of, I mean, I had someone today, I'm 18, 20 months into this. Like, this is my life now. It's very different than it used to be. And there's a sense of a recognition that things are always going to be different now. And if things are always going to be different, how do I understand myself in this different? Thank you. Bye, guys. For joining us for this episode of Bible on the Rock.
Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, Jameson Stubbs, and Brent Henderson. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. In Season 3, she's tackling the 12 shame triggers identified by Brene Brown by having conversations around each one. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.